Welcome back. It's your girl Jasmine with the Proverbs 31 exclusive uh, podcast. Um, The first thing I want to do is just check in with you. I hope you had a great week. I hope you were blessed. I believe that you were. Um, Our affirmation of this week is God gave me a purpose before life gave me pain. There is no one or nothing that can stop me from fulfilling my purpose. I'll say it again so you can say it with me. God gave me a purpose before life gave me pain. There is no one or nothing that can stop me from fulfilling my purpose. And I hope you really rest in that this week, that you are the only one that can stop you from fulfilling your purpose. If you have the will, God has the way. And he won't let anything stop you, but he also is not going to force you to do that. Um, Our scripture today is Ephesians 6.10, and that is, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And kind of, I just wanted to touch on a few things with that. Um, Bishop R.C. Blakes, which if you don't know him, check him out. I think his brother's name is Bishop Samuel Blakes. I listen to him too. He is just as good, just not somebody that I listen to as much. Um, Bishop R.C. Blakes, I listen to regularly, so regularly that uh, when I'm about to mention, I don't even remember exactly what, uh, of which of his videos it was on, which of his, they're kind of not, I don't know, if you listen to them, uh, some of them, and you might not consider them sermons, he kind of has talks. Uh, either way, I don't remember what that particular talk was titled um, that I'm getting this uh, reference from. Because I just listen to him that often. Um, he is, he does YouTube lives. Uh, I, well, I never catch him live. But from what I hear, it sounds like he does the lives. I usually just kind of catch him. Um, the replays. But what something he said that really stuck out to me is he was talking specifically uh, to people who are in narciss- uh, relationship with narcissists. And that's something that he does often. He has a wealth of information on that. So if that's somebody, uh, something that you're dealing with, I really do suggest checking him out. Um, But he was talking about somebody who's in a relationship with a narcissist and maybe has been for a while. And he said, at some point, we can't call you a victim. Because somewhere along the line, you became a volunteer. That is not a direct quote. I can't remember exactly how he said it, but that really stuck with me. Because that can apply to so many situations. At some point, we can't call you a victim. We have choices. You know, life happens. We go through things. People betray us. They lie to us. We get fooled. And yes, you may be a victim of some circumstance at some point in time. But if you keep making the decision to stay there, at some point, you are a volunteer. Um, and... That touched me because God had said something to me kind of along those lines at some point in time a while ago when I was in a relationship with a narcissist myself. And I was like, God, like he did this, he did that. Like, oh, my God, um, you know, why would you let this happen to me? Why does this keep happening to me? And I kind of put all the power in that man's hands um, over the outcome of my own life. Um, Yes, there were kids involved. Yes, we lived together and shared finances. But I still had some decision-making power. And that's what the Holy Spirit really spoke to me about during one of my, uh, we're going to call them venting. It was really complaining and a pity party. 
I'll call it venting for now. Um, during one of my venting sessions, God spoke to me and he was like, if you continue to see yourself as a victim, you really rob yourself of the power to change your situation. And that sat me down. You know, I can't remember the exact words God said it to me, but it was really very closely along those lines. And that sat me down and that shut me up because it was like, yeah, this did happen. But it's kind of like, you know, what my mama name used to say, you fool me once, shame on you. You fool me more than that. And it's kind of like, okay, at what point do I come in and take some accountability in the situation? I was volunteering to stay in that situation. I was robbing myself of power by staying in that situation and saying, hey, you know, it's on this person to change it. It's on this person to change who he is and what he's doing before I'm able to find some peace in my life. And, you know, looking back, I'm like, wow, that was a silly thought process. But it didn't seem silly at the time. It just kind of seemed like reality. And so for anybody who may be in a situation where you see yourself as the victim, you know, I hope this helps you gain an understanding that you really have that same opportunity to be the victor. And what I don't want to do is seem like I have a lack of empathy or like we serve a God that has any lack of empathy because he is very empathetic and loving towards us. He's very understanding of the situations that we go through. So if you have been victimized, this is not to downplay that, but it's to say that you have the opportunity to take that power back really by changing your mind, you know, getting the help you need, going through the healing process. Um, You know, I don't know who's listening or what you've been through, but from the extremes of even molestation, abuse, to even, you know, just what I was going through. Um, Just a relationship, being in a relationship with somebody that does not love you back. You know, um, I think that there are some levels to that. But regardless of, um, you know, maybe somebody who's been physically abused, can kind of look at somebody who's just been verbally abused and say, you know, is that really as bad? But that person who's being verbally abused, you know, they face their own set of issues. And in either scenario, you have some power to get out of that situation. I do understand, you know, if you're 13, that might be different than if you're 31 in those situations. So I do understand there's, you know, there's different scenarios. I don't want to downplay anybody's pain. I just want to encourage you that where you are now is not where you have to stay. You may have been victimized, but I would encourage you not to attach yourself to a permanent identity of being a victim because that is not what God calls you. Um, And I think our purposes for life and what God created us to do is aligned with what God says about us, not with what anybody else says about us, not even with what we say about ourselves. And so my challenge to you would be that whatever that requires to change that mindset, to go ahead and take that first step, 
And maybe you're still at this place where you need to go through the healing. Or first, let's back up. Maybe you need to get out of the situation first. Maybe some things need to change in your regular daily environment, you know. And that would be your first step to seeing yourself as a victor. So it's not to rush yourself. Please go through the process. If you need to talk to somebody, please talk to somebody. You know, get what you need. I don't know your situation as well as you do. Talk to God. Cry out to him. Um, Use your resources, whether that be a family member, whether that be a moving company, whether that be a therapist. You know, take that next step to do what you need to do now. Um, Go through the healing process of that. I'm not saying rush that. I'm just saying don't so strongly identify with that victim part of you that you're not able to move past that and take your power back from that situation. And so um, a lot of what I got uh, when I kind of meditated on this scripture um, was really just that, that we go through maybe victimizing situations, but that does not steal from our identity of being a victor unless we allow it to do so. Um, Ephesians 6.10, again, it says, Finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. That's something that, that God is putting in our hands to a certain extent. So the strength comes from him. The power comes from him. But the decision is ours. Will we be strong? Or will we stay stuck in our weakness? Will you allow his power to work through you? Or will you be more focused on what happened to you? Um, these are decisions that we have to make. And if you've ever read Ephesians 6 before, then you know that shortly after this verse, um, it goes on to describe how we should put on the armor of God. You know, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. If you're unfamiliar, I encourage you to really read Ephesians 6. We won't go into it too depth in uh, too much depth today but if you're putting on something then you're making that decision right it's not something that God will make you do uh you know once you get to a certain age nobody's dressing you anymore it's a decision that you make will you put on the armor of God will you decide to be strong in the Lord not of your own strength but will you decide to let him be your strength and put on your his armor? These are things that he has offered to us. But we do have to make a firm decision to allow him to work through us. Um, so again, it is a process. But the beginning of that process is the decision that you make. You know, I can get up tomorrow morning and I can be really focused on what went wrong and who did me wrong and trying to figure out why. And I can stay really stuck in the past and a day could go by, a week, a month, 10 years can go by and I can stay stuck in a situation because I'm sitting there waiting for someone to come along and and treat me better or give me an apology 
or, you know, explain to me why whatever happened to me happened to me. And I'm kind of leaving that ball up in somebody else's court. I'm giving away a percentage of my power, uh, waiting on someone to come and save me when Jesus already came to save you. Now, we live in a fallen world, so you may not always feel saved. You may not always feel like you have a rescuer, but you always do. And unfortunately, because of the world we live in, that doesn't mean that bad things won't happen to you. Oh, no, the ambulance. <laughs> God bless wherever they're going. I have to bless the workers and bless the people they're going to. Sorry. So uh, an ambulance just drove by. And again, you know, I'm not all with the professional editing equipment. <laughs> My budget right now is free 99. I'm trying to get some things up and off the ground. And it's very much a uh, one woman show over here <laughs> to a, a very large extent. I apologize about that. But again, just pretty much to wrap that up. Take your power back, girl. God gave you power. Don't leave it in some man's hands. Don't leave it in your daddy's hands. Don't leave it in your mama's hands, your abuser's hands. Don't leave it in that teacher in in third grade who told you you could never be nothing. Don't leave it in their hands. God gave you the power. Stand up and use it. Whatever that looks like, that may be booking a therapy session. That may be crying out to God. That might be leaving that dude that's no good for you with a million red flags. That might be one of many things. Whatever that is. Whatever that looks like to you, even if it's just changing your mind, even if it's just saying, you know what, I'm not going to focus on this no more. I'm going to focus on my business. I'm going to focus on my job and focus on my growing my skill set instead of focusing on the past. Whatever that looks like to you, take your power back. Follow that next step. Um, and again, just to see yourself, try to challenge yourself to see yourself how God sees you think about how much God loves you um, one that he would create you knowing in advance all of the mess that you would be a part of because God knew it before you were born God knew it before you did it all of the mess that you would be a part of and not only did he still create you put his breath inside you and made you a living being but he also sent his only begotten son to die for you. So one portion of the Godhead, that is God the Father, sent his only begotten son to die for you. The other portion of the Godhead, that is Jesus, died for you, for you, knowing in advance how you would be. So, you know, receive that love and the power in that love and kind of just forget about everybody else who's not. You know, you got to love them, but forgive them, of course. And even that might be a process. Um, And God understands that. But just to have that heart to say, God, I want to receive your love and everything that comes with it. The other thing that I wanted to do today was our goals check in. Um, So just as a reminder, if you heard my very first podcast, the homework, if you will, was to kind of think about these three questions. And again, if you're very goal oriented, if you know exactly what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you going to do it, um, you know, maybe you can disregard this part. Um, for those of us who are not there yet, if you're listening and you're not quite there, then I kind of gave you a little bit of homework if you heard last week's podcast. 
And that was to really ponder on these three questions. If you miss it, go ahead and think about them now. When you get some time, think about them. Um, Again, I mentioned that I do have a goals workbook. It's called Drafting the Roadmap to Your Future, a 365-day goal development and achievement workbook. You can check out my Instagram at Proverbs 31 Exclusive. And, um, you, you know, there's a link in my bio to it there. You can also just go directly to Amazon. Again, my name is Jasmine Bryant, so that would be the author. Um, if you wanted to look up the title and the author there. But then I also said that I'm not just trying to plug my own products. I really want to help um, with what God gave me to help others with. I want to help. So I'm not saying go get my notebook. If you don't want to do that, then you can run right on to Walmart or Dollar Tree. And I would just suggest going ahead and getting a plain notebook, journal, whatever you like. Um, Now, if you do get my workbook, there are some guided activities. It takes you through a full year of actually developing your goals and then tracking your goals so you can stay on track with them. Um, But again, if you just want to get a notebook and just kind of note some of the things that we talk about on the podcast, that would help too. So the three questions that I gave last week as homework were, what legacy do you want to leave behind? What impact do you want to have made on the world by the time you leave it? And what do you want to be remembered about when you're gone? And again, if you kind of don't know exactly what your goals are long term, then these, I think, are some good questions to help kind of get your juices flowing on, okay, well, when I'm sitting on my deathbed, how do I have no regrets? Right? When I'm in my last days, and because I believe in 120, okay, I believe what the Bible say, I will be 120 before I get up out of here. I'll still be healthy and in my right mind. I'll still be producing fruit. You know, I just, that's, that's my declaration over my life, unless Jesus come before then. Um, but, we all got to die sometime. We just don't come back in our lifetime, right? So at the end of your life, what do you want to have accomplished? And I think if you kind of think of that in terms of those three questions, that'll really help you kind of narrow down what your long-term goals are. Now, if you were with me on the last podcast and you did hear those questions and write down those answers, then I want you to kind of think about two to three life goals that that helped you with. And I use the term life goals because I think we all kind of know about long-term, short-term goals. I use the term life goals because I'm still kind of trying to help you get the big picture with these exercises. So I say life goals to say, again, what at, by the time you at the end of life, <laughs> what would you like to have accomplished? And then, of course, that would have to be broken down so that you can actually achieve that. Um, I did mention on the last podcast as well, don't underestimate or overestimate, you know, the impact you can make um, and the effect of those impacts. So again, maybe you're just like, hey, you know, I went through some stuff as a kid. I just want to raise my children better. I want to protect them from some things. I want to equip them with some things that I did not have. Um, Don't think that's too small. I'm not saying that that's necessarily all you'll do in life, but don't think that that's a small feat. Um, you know, also, 
don't think too big. Maybe world hunger and ending world hunger is like your passion and you can't stand to see somebody hungry. Even if some might use the word impossible for you to completely end world hunger, don't underestimate what your efforts could be in that. You know, so don't don't think about too big, too small right now. Just think about what that would look like. Um, if you did do that already, then I would say pick two or three um, things from that you may have come up with from the answers to those questions and pick two to three that would be your priority and then we'll call that your homework for next week of course nobody's grading it nobody is going to collect it um but these are things that i know will help you these are things that i've worked uh face to face with people on i'm going through these same activities primarily a lot of the activities in my workbook and it did really help them to develop some solid goals. I'm talking about going from, I have no idea, I don't know, I'm not good at anything, to really like, okay, I can do this. I can do this, and this is what I want to do. So again, um, if you've already answered those questions, or once you do ponder those questions and come up with some answers to them, then really prioritize two or three things that would um, you might want to do based on that um that is pretty much it so last time we ran over this time we ran under um which is fine with me uh you know i hope to keep them about 30 minutes and just kind of within that time frame what i'd like to do is just to pray for you um and then be out so uh i'm gonna go ahead and jump in that God, right now, we just come to you first, coming into your presence with thanksgiving and praise, Lord God, thanking you just for who you are. God, we recognize that you are our sustainer. We recognize that you are our strength and our power, Lord God. So right now, God, we just come before you humbly asking that you show us what it is that we need to do. Make it plain, dear God. What is our next step in truly coming into your power and coming into your strength show us how to humble ourselves before you lord show us the areas of us that still need healing lord god if there's any of us that are in currently toxic environments or dangerous environments god i ask that you protect us in that but then also show us how to get out of that because i know that you love that you have for us i know that you came to die for us to give us life and life more abundantly i know that it is not your plan that we be in dangerous or toxic situations lord god so god i just ask that you show us how to be released from those show us who can assist us and make it plain for us lord you know who's listening and you know what their needs and their their desires are you know the plans that you have for our lives and that those are good plans so god i just believe that you are working even right now lord god in the name of jesus amen hey be blessed and i'll hear from you next friday